0: Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa and I'm going to share an amazing Roman monument with you today. Just a quick reminder before the episodes get started. All sources and images referenced will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find that link in the episode description as well as on Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. It's the official season 13 premiere of Accessible Art History, the podcast. As I mentioned in the trailer a few weeks ago, I'm going to be showcasing 10 monuments from ancient Rome that help us to understand this massive empire. This season was inspired by the amazing seminar I attended this summer on both ancient Rome and the digital humanities. So I would like to dedicate this entire season to not only the professors that ran the seminar, Matt Panciera and Lee Lieberman, the K-12 consultant Catherine, but the entire group of amazing educators that attended the seminar with me and helped me come up with some awesome content ideas. To kick things off, I'm going to discuss one of the most important and strategic things ever built by the Romans, the Appian Way. It is a road connecting Rome to Brindisi in southeast Italy and allowed for goods, troops, and other important things to move seamlessly down the Italian peninsula. Without this crucial piece of infrastructure, it's possible that the Roman Republic and later Empire would not have grown as much as it did. And before I officially get started, I wanted to thank listener Mike from at on Instagram for sponsoring today's episode. Thanks Mike, and make sure to give him a follow if you like museum and art content. Despite the fame of the Appian Way, the Romans weren't actually the first civilization to utilize roads. The earliest evidence we have for the construction and use of roads actually dates back to around 4000 BCE in Mesopotamia and modern-day Iraq. During this period, people would use mud brick, the most common building material, and bitumen, a naturally occurring sticky black substance, to create roads throughout the area. This was crucial for the development of human society and for the transition from hunter-gatherers to a more permanent civilization. As farming and animal husbandry became more prominent, people needed a way to exchange goods across longer distances. Roads established a permanent path that took the guesswork out of navigating the terrain. In addition, settlements would be established along the roads. People would need places to rest, eat, and more during their journey, and these settlements provided a place to do just that. Eventually, these grew into villages and towns, increasing both the population and economy of the ancient Near East. This concept would continue to spread throughout the world, including to the Italian peninsula. So what was Rome like in the late 4th century BCE? Well as usual, there was a lot of war. Rome was constantly fighting with its neighbors in order to expand its influence farther and farther away from the central city. Around the time of the Appian Way's construction, Rome was involved in the Second Samnite War. The Samnites were a group of people that lived in Samnium, which is located in modern-day Abruzzo, Mosile, and Campania in south-central Italy. They spoke oscan, and it's possible that they were descendants of the Sabine people. Although they were allied with Rome against the Gauls earlier in the century, the Samnites did not like that Romans were intervening in their politics or trying to expand into their territory. But, uh, who would? Between 509 and 27 BCE, Rome was a republic. In this political system, there were magistrates that were overseen by the Roman Senate. The top two magistrates were called councils. These men held a lot of power in various areas, executive, legislative, judicial, military, and religious. In general, a few families held this position. Regardless, this system of government is still often considered as an early example of a representational kind of government. This was a huge leap as most societies up to this point had some sort of monarchy or theocracy in place. One of these political leaders was Appius Claudius Caesus. He was a member of the patrician class and started his censorship in 312 BCE. His tenure is quite remarkable and Caecus is remembered by history as an excellent statesman during the republican period. Some of his programs included the distribution of the landless citizens across Romans tribes to enhance the number of political units admitting freemen into the Senate, and allowing more people to have a voice in the government. As I mentioned earlier, the system of rule was quite revolutionary, and Cacus pushed for more involvement is quite extraordinary. Besides his great leadership, Appius Claudius Cacus is most famous for ordering the conception of the Appian Way. You may have noticed the similarity in their names. Well, that's because the road was named for him. Because of the Samnite Wars, Caicos realized the need for moving supplies and troops across longer distances down the Italian peninsula. This was a crucial realization that would impact the Republic and later Empire by allowing it to grow over the next several centuries. Amazingly, the Appian Way was constructed in just one year, 312 BCE. First the dirt along the route was leveled so everything could lay smoothly, allowing for faster travel. Next small stones and mortar were laid to create a solid foundation. Then a layer of gravel was put on top, and finally interlocking stones were added as a final layer. This provided a smooth surface for goods and people to move across. It is believed that this was the first road to use lime cement in the Roman period. The stones were made of volcanic rock that was common to the area. The Appian Way was cambered in the middle to allow for water runoff so that the rote wouldn't flood. It channeled that into ditches that were protected by pertaining walls. The Appian Way began in the Roman Forum and went through the Severan Wall to the Porta Capena. Once it left the city, the road wound through the suburbs and eventually hit the Pontine Marshes. Caecus attempted to drain them, but was unsuccessful, so bridges were used to help traverse the terrain. After the road connected with an existing road on the coast of Tarachina, workers straightened and reinforced that road to bring it up to the standard of the Appian Way's construction. In total, the original Appian Way covered 132 miles, or 212 kilometers. However, as we know, the Roman military did not stop moving. It wasn't long before the Appian Way had to be expanded. After they won the Third Samnite War, they extended the Via Appia, 35 miles beyond Capua, to connect to new colonies. Further war extended the road again because the Roman army just kept winning and needed to connect their new colonies with the rest of the Republic. For example, the Romans extended the Appian Way to the port of Brundiceum in 264 BCE. Although Caecus died in 274 BCE, the extensions kept his name because they wanted to honor the great politician and builder. Next, I'm going to cover more of the modern history of the Appian Way. But first, let's take a quick break. (laughs) Hi there, my name is Annalisa, and I'm the founder of Accessible Art History. My goal is to bring art history content to anyone that is curious. All my platforms can be accessed for free, but there are ways that you can support the cause. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rate and review on your favorite platform. I also have a Patreon and a Buy Me a Coffee account set up if you feel inclined to support Accessible Art History monetarily. However, I will always work to bring content for free because I believe that education should be accessible for those who want and need it. Thank you for listening, and now let's get back to the episode. Alright, now that we're back, let's take a look at the quote, modern history of the Appian Way. It's important to note that the main path of the road has pretty much always been known. It's just been so important to Roman expansion down the Italian peninsula that it was honestly kind of hard to forget. However, the lesser-used parts were somewhat lost to history because some of the materials were taken for other building projects. In the 20th century, Giuseppe Ligli, a professor of ancient Roman topography, used photogrammetry to map out some of the lesser-known portions to establish where the ancient pathway ran. Photogrammetry is where people use photographs and electromagnetic readings to interpret how the landscape has changed over time. It was through this technique that he was able to determine where the road went, even though many of the stones have been taken for other purposes. This scholarship helped shape our knowledge of Roman travel and infrastructure. Besides the movement of Roman troops and goods, there were a few other events that took place on the Appian Way. One of the most famous was the crucifixion of Spartacus's army. In 73 BCE, there was a slave revolt led by Spartacus against the Romans. This was remarkable because about 30% of the population at the time was enslaved. The conflict lasted two years, with the revolting army taking several victories. Unfortunately, once more troops were recalled to the city, the army was pinned between these two forces. Eventually, the slave army was overrun and the Senate decreed that the former slaves were to be executed for the revolution. In 71 BCE, 6,000 people were crucified along the Appian Way. On a happier note, in 1960, the Olympics took place in Rome. To incorporate the history of the city with the event, the men's marathon race took place along the Appian Way. Abebe Belikli of Ethiopia took home the gold medal for that event. Today the Appian Way is one of the most popular tourist attractions in Rome. Part of the road is still heavily used by cars, but tourists are able to walk along sections. There are also three catacombs, multiple tombs, mausoleums, and other sites that draw tourists. It's an incredible testament to the history of Rome and to Roman ingenuity. The Appian Way shows us how the Romans worked to find solutions to everyday problems. In this case, it was how to get troops and supplies from point A to point B, and therefore help Rome expand its holdings. Make sure to tune in next week when I discuss the Republican Forum. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out on the next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. If you prefer to listen on YouTube, you can find episodes on there about two weeks after the episodes are posted. Cheers and see you next week.